When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's time for Fan Mail Friday, or as I'm calling it this Friday, Bubonic Plague Friday, because I've got something awful. So that's why I sound awful. But we'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and feedback to help at least you kick the weekend off, right? If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this isn't a great place to start. Most of our content is much more in-depth and longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. And we'll send all of this to your inbox if you text charmed, that's C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444. There we've got the fundamentals of body language and nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. And you won't have to hear me mouth breathing because normally I can breathe through other you know, parts of my face. All right, let's cut to it. Dear Jordan, I just moved somewhere new, thousands of miles from where I grew up and lived basically all my life. It's not a small town by any means, but I'm having trouble getting my footing and making new friends. What do you recommend? Signed, Friendless in Florida. Hey, Friendless. The skills used in socializing are basically the same whether you're trying to get a girlfriend or make new guy friends. And how do you do that? First, obviously you need to get out and meet people. You might be able to have a good chat online with some guys, but you're never going to have a social life that way. Use the internet for what it is, which is a tool that might have you finding all the right spots you want to be a lot faster, but just a tool nonetheless. You're going to have the easiest time making friends with common interests and activities. Guys suck at making friends. We're really good at having activity partners. So start looking for meetups around activities that you like, that you enjoy, classes about things you want to learn. You can meet people of either gender and you can learn a useful skill at the same time. So even if the people part doesn't work out, the skill part can work out and you have something in common with everybody else in that class. A lot of guys also find it a little awkward to start conversations with other guys. It can't be stressed enough that talking to a guy you want to be friends with is Basically the same as talking to a woman without the sexual overtones. Lots of smiles, making the other person feel comfortable is the name of the game. Concentrate on common interests before suggesting the two of you grab a drink or go for a hike together. And stuffing groups is better with guys. That way it doesn't sound like a mandate or something that could potentially be awkward. And after that, you got to be selective about who you're friends with. A guy who just wants to be friends with anyone isn't going to make very good friends. Instead, set your sights on the type of people that you want to be friends with and not just who's around. I've got faith you'll be making friends in no time, so good luck there. And we did an entire show on this called Making Friends in a New Town. You should definitely check that out. We can link it up in the post notes as well. Nora writes... About that Fan Mail Friday guy who fell in love over the phone with a woman he never ended up meeting. I think you hit it on the head that among other issues, the woman is hiding something. My friend's niece had something similar happen to her a few years ago, 
falling in love over the phone with a man, spending hours on the phone, never being able to meet in person for one reason or another. Months later, she found out it was actually an acquaintance, a woman who had it out for her for some reason. The woman apparently used some sort of technology to make her voice sound male over the phone. It was really traumatic for my friend's niece in the end. And didn't something similar happen to a football player a few years ago? Anyway, a possibility. And by the way, I'm a 59-year-old woman, retired, living out in the country, and I love your show. Thought you might like to add that to your demographics info. That's cool. I love the fact that we have we have thousands, tens of thousands of women listening to AOC, and they always they always write like this. I know I'm not part of your normal demographic, or I know I'm not your customer avatar. I think we can see now the fact that I get that literally every day shows that we have multiple customer slash listener avatars for The Art of Charm. And I'm, I'm glad, Nora, that you wrote in about this. This happens a lot. I actually heard an episode, uh, Jason, you heard of this podcast called Criminal? Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's not bad. Some some are hit and miss episodes, but there was one about there's these scams, and it's not just people who have it out for you, like in the above example or the earlier example that Nora gave, but there are scams where people just pretend to be these guys or girls, and they go after usually people who are divorced or widowed, and they have kind of a target avatar, and eventually they start asking for money. And there are support groups for these people online, and they've got like 100,000 members. It's just unbelievable how common these types of scams are. So I'm not saying that the guy who wrote in earlier to Fan Mail Friday last week was necessarily being scammed, but it's quite possible that he is or just that the other person is kind of nuts. But it happens so often that we just need to look, to frankly, to the Internet for examples of this. And it did happen to that football player, right? Didn't he take a lot of flack because it turned out that his quote-unquote girlfriend, didn't she, like, die or have a disease or something? And he was like, oh, my gosh, she's got this disease. And they investigated and found out the person didn't exist. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know all the details. I'm sure somebody will write in next week and say, oh, it was this guy. And show me the article. I I vaguely remember that. And it was really embarrassing because he was just being taken advantage of for whatever reason. And for the audience, do you want to explain what an avatar is? You used that a lot in this last answer. And I want to make sure that everybody understands what you're talking about. I'm not even sure where where it comes from. But basically, it's the archetype of somebody that listens to your show. So if somebody writes in and says, hi, I'm a 59-year-old retired woman living out in the country. I'm probably not your normal listener avatar. What she means is I assume that everybody who listens to your show is probably a guy who's 25 to 35. And for the most part, she would be right. So she finds herself being different. And I say we have different listener avatars because we have tons and tons of women of all ages listening to The Art of Charm, married, single, grandmothers, high school kids, male and female. So... The show now appeals to such a wide demographic because we're not just talking about how to meet women when you go out at night, which is what we were talking about nine years ago. So there's there's a lot more at interest here or of interest to multiple people. So I'm glad to have everybody here as a part of the AOC fam. Avatar just means what does the person look like who listens to us? Next question. Usually I'm a big fan of the podcast, but after this episode, I wanted to almost pick up the phone and report this person to the medical board. Your advice was insane and completely out of your scope. Not only that, but you proved how ignorant you are about the human body and medicine, and you have no grasp of how Adderall works in the body and the mechanisms. The advice you gave was dangerous and wrong. I was very angry with the irresponsible advice of this episode. Guess what? If someone is on Adderall alone, they are sober, and exercise will not treat someone who has ADHD. 
Then you proceed to say, well, I'm not a doctor, but your doctor will most likely not prescribe it for you. WTF kind of advice is that. Another example of people using Dr. Google for medical advice. You've lost me as a fan, and I hope you write a retraction for this individual who came seeking advice about medication. You were very wrong for all the things you wrote, even though we didn't write them. Sincerely, someone in the medical field. So this is interesting because I actually was looking back at our answer or listening back at our answer, and I was kind of surprised. I think this person, Sunia is her name, I think she just drastically, grossly misunderstood what we actually were communicating here. Exercise is not designed to treat, quote unquote, somebody with ADHD. It's designed to help people who cannot focus, focus more. And I don't think anybody who knows what they're talking about, doctor or otherwise, would argue that exercise is not going to help with that. It's one of the primary things that everyone recommends for people who have trouble sitting still, focusing, and getting it done. And sober, it means without the presence of any drugs. So I know you're thinking, Sonia, that we're just talking about alcohol here, but if somebody is on Adderall alone, they are not quote-unquote sober. No. Sober means that you're not under the influence of anything, and Adderall, by definition, it's an amphetamine. It influences you, period. So you're wrong. Uh, the other thing is, is frankly, I'm not using Dr. Google. I had real doctors opine on this. In fact, the last doctor that prescribed me Adderall back in college said, do not take this. It is terrible for you. And if you do need to take it, only take it when you need it. Do not continue to take it because it is habit forming. So I was really surprised because you're in the medical field. And I thought, wow, that's really strange. And I wrote her back and I asked her if she was a doctor and she said yes. But that didn't ring true for me. Something was just not right here, Jason. So I searched and searched and searched and searched, and I found that she's not a doctor. She's a medical student, and there's a huge difference, just like there's a huge difference between a lawyer and a law student. So you got to be really careful with that, Cindy, because I think you can get yourself in trouble. And I think a real doctor would also know that you can't report somebody who's not a doctor to the medical board. You could report me all you want, but they don't have any authority over me because I'm not a doctor. So I guess we have that in common. Last but not least, if you've had any actual experience with any kind of medication and you're reporting your own findings, I don't think you need to be in pursuit of a degree or be a doctor to have an opinion on the effects of a certain medication. Uh, further, like I said, consult your own doctor. You have to do that on an individual and case-by-case -case basis, but make sure they know what they're doing. A lot of doctors hand out Adderall like candy. And that's a problem. It's not good for you. I don't care if you're a doctor or not. Nobody's going to argue that this medication is something that's good for you and that there's no other solution to the problem. This is about the guy who was asking about how to tell people that he was going to your boot camp and was bothered by their reaction. Your response was perfect. But another thing I didn't hear, unless I missed it, was that their reaction indicates that he's with the wrong circle. I noted that if I told any of my friends I was doing that, they would all be supportive. Achievers always support doing things to better themselves and people around them instead of accepting where they currently are. Anyway, just thought I'd share. Keep up the great work, Jeremy. Yeah, I think this is a really good point. Your social circle is often sort of a, a bellwether, yes. Whether or not you're among the right people, you're going to see the reaction. Now, sometimes it's hard to tell, right? If the reaction is negative and it's for a good reason then you might want to listen to that. But if you're doing something that you know is undeniably good for you, but you're worried about the fact that other people won't understand that, you're right, Jeremy, it's a really good indication that they are not actually on the same page as you. It doesn't mean you have to cut them out of your life or never see them again, but it might be that you have certain circles where you can share and be open about certain things, and, and maybe your old circle's not good for that. It doesn't mean you can't be friends with them anymore, but it does have to do with the type of support that you can expect 
from certain people and not from others. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for the great show. Here's my question. I am a deep thinker and a deep person in general. I often struggle with relationships because of my expectations being different from the people I meet. I can do casual interactions easily, but I don't find them meaningful. What I find meaningful is deep connection. I realize that most interactions are surface level, and I'm okay with this, but I struggle to know how to quote-unquote manage my relationships. I don't want to be transactional and mechanical about it, but I need a mental heuristic or shortcut approach to relationships. Without one, I spend too much time on unreciprocated relationships slash friendships. How do I know who to invest in and focus on, rather than spreading myself too thin on people who don't see my value? Regards, introverted extrovert. Hey, this is a really good question slash comment. Relationships of all kinds are a numbers game initially. Having the surface stuff, these sort of non-deep connections is always a part of it. Getting deeper, though, it's about who replies to your follow-up after you've met the first time or after you plan something. And, you know, of course, there's the people you click with right away, which is pretty rare, as you probably know from your own experience. Most of us who seem really socially adept, at least on the outside, we're not only good at going deeper faster in relationships, but also making that surface level stuff feel effortless for those that are around us and for those of us that are interacting with us. Unfortunately, practice and training is really the only way I know of to get there. You can't just say, oh, I only want deep relationships because you're never going to start a relationship that goes deep immediately without any surface level stuff. It's 
it's not normal. It's not how most people are. And you could be screening for the people who only do deep connection stuff, but you're going to find yourself disappointed in the amount of people that you find you're able to connect with. Sorry, but it is a numbers game and you got to get good at the social customs before you can start making true deep connections and friends and significant relationships. That's just how it goes. And you can improve that skill set. You can improve your screening and you can improve your ability to get there faster and do the whole process faster, but you can't really avoid it. Hi, Jordan. I was listening to Fan Mail Friday 49, where you answered a question posed by quote unquote insanity in a nutshell. The question was about how his friend was having a relationship with a man who was married And when he told her his opinion of how it was wrong, she flipped out on him, and he wanted your take on the situation. Your answer was along the lines of he should apologize for pressing his opinions and beliefs on her because she was asking for his support, not his opinion. Similar situations have come up with my close friends of the same or opposite sex, and I struggle to know when, if ever, I should voice my opinion. On one side of the coin, I want to be a confident person and express my thoughts and feelings to close friends and family. But on the other side, I don't want to be overreaching or my opinions to cause any rifts. When is it okay to express your opinions to your friends who you really care about? When is it too judgmental or dominating? When is not speaking up a negative? I struggle with finding the right line. Thank you for all the awesome content. Your interviews keep getting better and better. Wanting to be a good friend, Daniel. Hey, Daniel, thank you for the kind words. I think he gave a couple of examples in here that we didn't read because we don't want to blow up the whole fan mail Friday here with this, but it can be really tricky. A lot of times we have to read between the lines if we're going to figure out when to express our opinions to our friends who we really care about. It depends on whether or not they're doing something we think is hurting them and what they're actually asking us to do. So for example, in fan mail Friday 49, insanity in a nutshell had a problem because he was, she was asking for support and he instead expressed his opinion instead. You really do need to give both at some point, but the timing is key here. And usually our friends are just asking us for support. There's really a good way to sort of clarify this whole thing, and that is to ask. If someone's venting to you and going off about something, chances are they just want an emotional cushion. Later on, if they're asking you for advice, then fine, go ahead. But anytime something is unsolicited, it's probably not going to be well received. And we've seen this from drug interventions all the way to relationship advice. And and really, when is it too judgmental and too dominating? When you tell them that they have to do something even though they didn't ask you or you try to persuade them to act in a way that they really don't want to do. And and fortunately, sometimes, yeah, you're going to see people do things that are not good for them. And they're going to be people that are close to you. And you just have to accept that because if you try to control their behavior, they're going to resent you for it, which is going to even further limit your ability to influence what they do, which is obviously not going to help them at all, especially if they keep doing things that are self-destructive. You need them to trust, like, and respect you and your advice, and they're not going to do that if you keep forcing it on them. When is not speaking up a negative? Speak Not speaking up is, is a negative only if they're, frankly, asking you for advice and you're not giving it because you're afraid of the consequences. There's a certain point at which you have to say, look, just for the record, I think this is a really bad idea. Your friend tells you they're going to commit a crime or something. You say, look, do not do that. Do not do that. It is a terrible idea. Here are all the things that can go wrong. I care about you. I don't want to see you get hurt, right? Anytime somebody is going to do something that you think is hurting them, you definitely want to mention something, but you can't tell them not to do it. You can only educate them and hope that they come to the right conclusion, quote unquote, right conclusion. So it can be tricky, but 
Here's the line, right? Whenever anything like this crosses my mind, I try to make the idea that they're going to get mad at me personally for saying something. I try to sort of remove that from the equation if I think it's important enough. You got to pick your battles here. So if somebody says, I'm going to commit this crime, and I say, do not do that. It's a terrible idea. It's going to ruin your whole life. I'll say something like that, but I try not to attach it to the conditionality of my friendship, right? If you do this, I can't talk to you anymore because I won't respect you. That's not good. That's just going to create a barrier. And again, most people will tell you if they want advice. And if, if they're not that kind of person, then you can ask if, if you're allowed to give them advice. And at least at that point, even if they don't follow it, you had permission to do so and it wasn't just unsolicited. I know that seems a little circular, but it is kind of a case-by-case thing. And traditionally, unsolicited advice goes unheeded. And unless it's really, really important, it's none of your business. Hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can email us at Friday at theartofcharm.com. And we've got something new. Our friends at Burner App have set us up with a call-in line now. So if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text us, you can do so at 415-429-1915. That's 415-429-1915. And if you need to stay on the down low or you just don't want somebody to have your actual phone number, be sure to check out Burner at BurnerApp.com. It's a cool app. It lets you make new phone numbers on the fly right from your smartphone and sort of burn them when you're done. So if you're doing business online or something like that, you don't have to give out your actual phone number. Show notes for this episode can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF51. We've also got the Art of Charm Challenge at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed That's C-H-A-R-M-E-D to 33444. We're going to take you step by step and help you become better at making personal and professional connections. You'll become a better networker, increase both your personal, social capital, and charisma, and it's unisex for both guys and gals. So check it out at theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text charmed to 33444. Quick shout out to Mike K in Japan who listens as he walks along a river. That's very Japanese. And Barry from Brunnenstrasse in Berlin. Brunnenstrasse. I don't know what kind of street that is. I don't know if it's a tiny street or a big one. Anyway, thanks for being a fan, both of you. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up and I'll shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.